Suck my dick! Alright. Welcome back. It's been a minute. Put it on record. The podcast about DJing hosted by DJs. I am him. DJ Burn. I'm here with my co-host. Don't fret. And Recio. And it's been a minute. Uh, a lot's been going on. It's a hot summer. Um, a lot of things going on in the world, but we're we going to keep it uh, DJ to give you guys a, a break from, you know, the normal news cycle. Let's just talk Life. about <laughs> just talk about what's been going on. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the last episode uh, with um, Be Ready and Liza and um, the bun in the oven. Okay, period. <laughs> Is that offensive? I don't think so. I don't think so. No, I mean, people Only when there's not a bun you. in the oven, then it's like. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, what's been going on since uh, the first week of May with you two? Um, I started, look, you know, I got to pull my calendar <laughs> on y'all. You know, I don't remember nothing if it wasn't yesterday. Um, I started summer semester at The Ohio State University. The? Maybe. Um, what else? I've had some gigs that got canceled, some gigs <laughs> that I backed out of, and some gigs that actually went pretty well this month. It, it's been a really busy month for me, but so far, so good. I, I won't complain. I feel like people are over COVID and sidestepping monkeypox, and they're just ready to kick it. Like, I got an email from Golden Voice, who's like a... um promoter for like the big festivals and i was looking through the email it was like fuck 15 festivals mm-hmm. and like i feel like people are just outside they're ready to kick it and i'm ready to receive all this money that is coming to me to dj uh mm-hmm. what about you Reese? what's been going on in the past month um the dj side has been really chill i've kind of intentionally kept it that way just because i have a lot going on at work but i guess personally i got some new hair and per. a new car Okay. Oh yeah. Hopping not the, the motherfucking me, son. <laughs> I sent that to Trek. He was so excited. So shout out <laughs> to having a uh, we SUV gang. Um, like I say, you should have got a Hyundai, but it's okay. You're not really Korean. Um, Are you pronouncing it again? Because you always check me when I say it. I say it, it wrong. It's definitely not a Honda. It's a it's, Hyundai. It's Hyundai. 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 Yeah. yeah I say uh. it the teeth out. Hyundai. <laughs> Um, I feel like only you can make these jokes, otherwise we gonna get canceled. Well, I was that's why I was I was gonna follow up, but I'm like, oh, racist. I'm yep, gonna say, I'm gonna I'm this gonna, one out. Racist button, ready to press it. Um, but yeah, I feel like having an SUV is a necessity as a DJ. Once you start taking around speakers, and let's get the free game out of the way early here. Get some bungee cords because I can't tell you how many times I had speakers in the trunk and I had a bump. The speakers be bouncing back and forth. Get bungee cords, <laughs> tie that shit down in the trunk. I don't know why I just thought of that too, but I was like, I got all these hooks in my trunk. Throw some bungee cords over there, and now you can strap your shit to the walls. So if you do hit a bump, the speaker not going to bump around and possibly hit you in the back of the head. And then- I will absolutely do that actually or- because uh, I've experienced. Uh, I had like some. I had like this this shelf in my trunk. Like you can like put it on top, so like nobody can see it. Mm-hmm. And my dumb ass put these drinks on top of it because I was like, ooh, I got two levels. 
you know, I can be organized. I took off the drinks fell. It was glass. It shattered. And I was like, okay, so that won't happen ever again. Um, and I need to find a way to keep things compact. I almost want to put some like bubble wrap back there. So well, if you're a real nigga like me, slam it to a wall and you're always prepared, <laughs> you should already have like a blanket or something in case, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. you know, something happens, you're on the side of the road, it's cold outside, you got to get on the ground, you know, you don't want to mess your pants up, your shirt, whatever. I just take my little blanket that's in the back and put it in a spot so everything is like, you know what I mean? Nudged in together and nothing moves. But if you got extra money, hop on Amazon, get you some bungee cords. Otherwise, I'm going to keep using this blanket that I won at my job um, because they don't give out real gifts like gift cards and and and, and computers. We get blankets and coffee mugs. <laughs> Remind me to tell you about my job uh, once we're done recording. But bungee cords for sure. Go to AutoZone uh, or Amazon or whatever. Uh, let's see. Since May 5th, um, I did a derby after party at um rain which is camelot sellers i've actually been there twice since then it's very chill it's, it's like a little bit older um our bar crowd hmm. but it was cool um uh, i did a wedding i did two wedding walkthroughs um it's gonna be great one uh i got three weddings coming up in the next three weeks strong water worthington hills golf club and uh north bank park so mm-hmm. great venues. Um day party at Granero. Um what's today's day? Oh uh, I went to New Orleans, um had you know, drinking eight for my wife's thirtieth birthday. Yeah. Um and went to oh a DJ two listening party. Shout out to Trigno and Trick. Um I do want to point out that uh there's only one or two or three DJs at Treks with a listening party. Um, I guess the days of supporting local artists are over. Um, I know, and I know a lot of DJs listen to this podcast. So if you wasn't there, I'm going to assume you had a great reason to not be at um, a listening party for an artist. That's probably one of the best in the city. But when Trek does go off and um, get his national notoriety, don't say you fucked with him because you didn't. Right, sucking um, dick in the comments. Fuck right. Uh, Sorry, that was aggressive. I've had a long day, y'all. Listen, uh, <laughs> we, 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 I feel like we about to get aggressive on here because I'm tired of this shit. But until we do that, let's talk about uh, It's a Vibe. How was that? It's a Vibe was a vibe. Mm-hmm. Um. So, Burn, you could probably speak to what the technical issue is a little more because that's a language you speak and I do not. Um, thankfully, my mentor that I call Coach, which is DJ Burn, he allowed me to um, have his laptop just in case I was having this issue where the sound just cuts in Serato. So mm-hmm. the songs are still playing and everything, but there's absolutely no sound coming out. It's a software issue, I'm sure. Yeah. So I get, um, I had been practicing, you know, going through a set or just different vibes all day. Everything was fine. Left it on for hours was fine. Get to the venue. I'm still using my computer at this point. The burn had already dropped his laptop off to me. Um, I get everything set up. I do set with the, their sound guy 
and probably about three or four minutes before I'm supposed to start, I press play and there's no sound. So immediately, hey, I tell Dre, hey, the band that's playing, keep them playing a little longer, swap laptops, um, get burns up and realize, because I use title a lot when I DJ, that all the information on his laptop is not loading in as far as title like BPM and stuff like that. Oh yeah. I didn't even think about that. So now I'm on my computer stand. I have Burns laptop that my external hard drive is hooked up to. I have my laptop that I'm using to look at YouTube beautiful people right now on the table next to me. So if I'm up here doing something, I'm like, Oh, like what BPM is at? Or let me check. I would jump down on my laptop to check and see if it made sense to go back to <laughs> Burns' laptop to load. That is chaotic. Yeah, but it was I. Right. Like Dre did. Um, Dre did. I don't remember the songs that I was playing. I know. I think I started out with like some '90s Mary J type stuff, and that was cool. You know, there was. Um, he had like his demographic for that party. I would say was like mid twenties to like maybe mid forties or something like that. So it depending on what bag I was in, you would get like those different shifts in the crowd where people were enjoying it more than others. And then go ahead, Burn. I was going to say, it's definitely a diverse crowd between Dre and Aura, the venue. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So there were like, there was, um, patrons in there that were wiser than us and then there was some in there where i felt like maybe they thought that they were gonna hear like money bag yo all night and they mm-hmm. didn't get the memo that it was r&b vibes mm-hmm. um i had a guy slamming on the, uh slamming his hand on the table talking about you're not gonna play that do or die dj you're not gonna play that do or die and i'm like i'm not right i'm not <laughs> like did you want to stop banging on the table but um dre he told me before i started like hey i'm gonna give you like a 30 or 40 minute part where you just get in any kind of bag you want. You can play whatever you want for 30, 40 minutes. And I did, I, I played some turn up music and then like basically the whole party was going up and then we went back to some R and B and closed out the night with like some slow, nasty and appropriate songs. Um, and then we left and went and got Waffle House. Man. Waffle House was a terrible decision too. It wasn't good. Oh, well, I cleaned my plate, baby. And then can't do at, every time. Looking at, <laughs> at Corey eating that dead ass steak. Oh man, I don't y'all don't want to talk about that. But no, I thought it's a vibe went well. Um, Jay seemed to be happy with my performance. It looked like overall the crowd enjoyed the party. So that was um fun, and I'm you know I'm always looking forward to doing business with Dre in the future. All right, I would I would have to agree with the um, with your review of the event. I do think um, the crowd wasn't appreciating the level of DJing that she was giving them. But that's the second topic that I really wanted to record to talk about. The first topic and the title of this episode might be (laughs) the audacity. Mm. Y'all niggas have it. This woman that I know, I've been known for years. We went to UC together. I came up to me, said, what's up? Um, Asked me who party it was because she's. Uh, part of the uh, party promotion scene has been for years and then i was like it's dre she's like oh he must be new i don't know him i'm like yeah, he, yeah he's, he's from toledo but he he here now mm-hmm. 
You know what I mean? So, Making noise uh, too. <laughs> Where's yeah. she been? And so she, I don't know what happened first, but I think she asked you first for dreams and nightmares. Wait, you knew that girl? Yeah. I didn't know that. She went to school. Uh, Sarai knew her too. She, she went to UC with all of us. She was there at the same time. But so this was your people. Nah, I didn't say Let me pull my bangs back because I got an attitude. <laughs> Let me move my bangs. So <laughs> basically, long story less long. She asked for dreams and nightmares at an R and B party. We said we ain't having it. Um, and then she, she came kept, up to me and she asked for two. So she said, "Hey, are you taking requests?" I said, "Well, let me hear them. If it makes sense, sure." First song she said was "Dreams and Nightmares." I said, "No," and I was like, "This is an R and B party," and she goes, "Oh, okay. Well, I was just hoping that you could play it." Okay, I'm not gonna play it, but you said you had another song in mind. So she's like, "Okay, well, you know, it's my friend's birthday, and she just wants to. We really want to turn up to that." Okay. Well, I'm not going to play it. So did you want to tell me what the other song was or scram? Like, what are we doing here? Right. She's like, she said something. I was like, this is all R&B party. So don't know what to tell you. She's like, okay, well, can you play the Tamiya song? And I'm like, I, I looked around, I surveyed the crowd. And I'm like, I could probably get that off in here. Cause I, there was enough people in there that would have tried been doing the dance. Right. The problem is she inquired before Dre told me to get off and play the rap shit. So right. as soon as I started playing Meg the Stallion, she walked her ass right back up to me like, hey, remember So me? Dreams and Nightmares? <laughs> and I was like, no. She was like, I I'll tip you. And I was like, no. I was like, the host told me we're not playing that song. And at that time he didn't, but I said what I said. And <laughs> I pointed at Dre not knowing the, the next part was about to happen. I was like, the host told me we're not doing dreams and nightmares. She didn't even let me finish saying that before she turned around. Dre was up in the VIP part. So she like reached up, was like poking him. And I don't know what she said to him. I, or rather, I couldn't hear what she was saying. But I saw Dre like, no, we're not doing that. Nope. Any, we'll play any, any other song you want to hear. We're not playing that. Yeah. And then it was later revealed that he told her that he hates that song and he didn't want to play it. So then... I didn't know any of this was going on, but then she came to me and was like, I, I saw her coming back. Like what, what you guys don't know is that um, you listeners that when I'm looking down, I'm looking up, I'm just not using eye contact. So I can see people coming a mile away with a, with a request. <laughs> and that's when I'm DJing. So when I'm not DJing, I'm, I'm even more focused on what's going on. So I can see y'all walking y'all raggedy ass up to the DJ booth. <laughs> so she came out, she was like, I really just want to hear dreams and nightmares. I'm like, yeah, but no, like, I, like I don't like that song. Dre say he don't like that song. She don't like that song. We don't want to play it. And she, and then here's where people have the audacity. She said, "Well, yeah, it's cool if you don't like it, but you gotta play what the crowd like." And then so my immediate response was, "Yeah, niggas don't want to hear that shit either." But then I stopped and reflected, and this is what I've been reflecting on since that day. <laughs> um, in February, I applied for and got a job with a company that will, will remain nameless to do graphic design. And I should have known it would have been a problem because in the interview, everybody I talked to was sitting there and telling me how much they know about graphic design. Mm. And so I thought to myself, if y'all know what y'all doing, why the fuck am I here? Why am I here? And the same thing goes with DJing. Y'all niggas have the audacity to tell me or don't fret or Recio or crate or all these other people that have been, that was DJing, Longer than y'all, or have have DJed more parties than you have attended. Mm. You try to tell us 
what people want to hear and how it should go. Why do y'all, and here's another thing that I, I hate. What gives y'all the authority to, when you experience something, you want to go on Facebook and give people y'all review. Y'all don't get paid for y'all reviews. Y'all not professional. Y'all not unbiased. So why the fuck do you think I care what you think about this restaurant or this mm-hmm. DJ or, or this movie? This is where all this comes from. Motherfuckers think that because if they type something on the internet, somebody press the like button or they start a conversation, that all of a sudden that they're a critic. Yeah. Food critic, movie critic, review critic, blogger, lifestyle blogger, all of this shit. Your opinion is shit. Especially, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I'll take that back. I don't know a lot about fashion, makeup, cars, a little bit about sports. But what you can't tell me about is DJing. So for you to tell me you got to play what the crowd want, let me break it down to you. <laughs> you come in here, you ask for dreams and nightmares. There's 200 people in here. Maybe the people you came with want to hear it. That's cool. But you didn't consider the 20-year-old woman over here, the 40-year-old dude over here, the hoodoo right here, the backpacker right here, the dude that likes sports. The people um, that paid for R&B only music. The, the people that paid for R&B only music. The promoter that paid me to play a certain thing. The venue owner that expects me to play something even though the promoter paid me to do something. You don't consider all these people. All you want to hear is your raggedy ass request. And I'm here to tell you your opinion on music is shit. What you say you like, and this is a general comment about general music listeners to, you know, people that say I like food or I'm a foodie just because you like to go out to eat. I'm talking to y'all motherfuckers. Yeah. Your, your opinion on music is shit. And so when you tell me that everybody wants to hear this, no, they don't. You want to hear it. And just because you put a playlist together and it sounds good in your car and at your your house party on the aux, you don't you have you have no idea what it takes to do this, what to do, what to what song to play and when. I know it looks easy, but I feel like in no other profession is the person that's creating criticized as much. You don't go to a restaurant. No, actually, you niggas do go to restaurants and complain about how the food's made when it says on the menu what it has in it. Go home and eat. But I mean, yeah. if she would have just typed in Meek Mill in the search engine on Twitter, she would have known that nobody wants to hear that song anymore. There was a full Literally, thread. No it's full we, thread. We read on here about people saying, please stop playing Dreams and Nightmares. And even more Midwestern, stop playing First Day Out. All y'all niggas want to do is go to the club and yell lyrics at the top of your lungs and then put it on Instagram. That's not fun. And I feel like maybe we just need to stop. That's what fucked the party up in the first place. Yeah, because I'm not saying it don't happen other places, because I'm sure it does. But in my limited experience of somebody that's actually DJed in more than three cities in Ohio, I can tell you that in other places, people come to dance and they come to hear new music and artists they're familiar with. Or they cut like there are even crowds where they'll just. They'll rap it along to every song, and if they don't know it, they'll at least dance, like, fake dance along to it instead of just standing there on their phone looking at you. Like, if you came to hear very specific songs, I don't know what to tell you. Like, this is a live DJ. It's not a jukebox. And I'm not taking no money to play no weak-ass request anyway. The only time I've taken money is when I, the song's going to play anyway. So I'm like, cool. I, I, next up. I'm like, <laughs> Speaking of audacity, um, first of all, 
people was trying to throw money at me a lot that night. That's the first time that it's not the first time I've ever been tipped for playing a song, but that was the first time it ever happened like in abundance. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I think that was because the demographic was kind of was so diverse. People did and people didn't know what type of party they were at that they were like, well, since I'm here, let me ask. But there was a girl that came up to me and I don't remember the first song she asked me to play, but I knew that I didn't want to play it. So mm-hmm. I told her that I didn't have it. So then she was like, well, are you sure? Yeah, I don't have it. So then she asked me to play another song. This is while I'm working. I'm not standing at the bar waiting on a drink and someone subbing in for me. Um, you know what I mean? Like I'm actually up there. I got the joint in my right. ear, you know, I'm going through. So she asked me to play another song. And it was a song I had never even heard of. So I knew I didn't have it in my library. I knew if I would have searched it in, in a title, I would have found it, but I just didn't, she don't know that. So I just didn't hit the button. So because I knew I had never played it before, I typed it in and showed her like, look, see, I don't have that either. And so then she asked me to play, y'all play too much in these comments. Then she asked me to play um, a third song and it was Cater to You by Destiny's Child, which wasn't a bad one because I was going to be heading towards that bag anyway. Mm-hmm. But for me, it was just like the audacity for you to one, come up here and interrupt me in general. You've yeah. asked me for three songs now. So I think I am request friendly. If it makes sense, I don't mind. Like I'm there to make people happy. So if I can work it in, I'll work it in. But I think I'm actually going to start telling people no. Um, based off of that interaction that I had with that girl, she just felt so emboldened and so entitled to stand there and keep asking me to play songs until I said yes to one that she felt was sufficient. And I was just like, y'all are fucking crazy in here. So, um, I'm probably going to start telling me, can I make a, uh-uh, no. Nope. And I don't even like to be that girl. I love to take song requests. Cause if it's, if I know it's in the right vibe, and everyone's going to love it. Maybe I didn't think of it. Sure, I'll play that. But when you ask me to play some dumb shit, I'm playing R&B and you come here and ask me to play one guy standing by burn, um, trying to wave a $20 bill in my face. And I'm not that bitch. So please don't ever think waving a dollar in my face is going to get me to do anything but roll my fucking eyes at you. Okay. Talking about uh, play, play some raw wave. Can you play a raw wave song? Now I got an attitude at this point already because this is literally like the fourth or fifth person that's felt comfortable enough to walk up because you got to go up a step to get where I am to walk right. up a step to get where I am to make a request so now I'm just, I'm just kind of looking at him like what okay what right. song do you want to hear he didn't even have a fucking a song title it, it, oh any song <laughs> nigga he what said, oh, you're it's done just, it's so much heat from Rod, Rod Wave I just don't just play well, now song. I'm being condescending just look at him okay well tell me a title you want to hear it so damn bad tell me what song you want to hear he ain't have nothing. Right. Fuck out of here. Like, fuck out of here. Sorry. That shit did have me tight um, on the 10th, 14th of May because people were doing the absolute most. And I think I was yelling. So for the listeners, I'm sorry if you had to pull your, if you had to pull <laughs> your AirPods out. out your ear for a minute because I did get hyped. But it, um, it was frustrating to say the least. So two things I, I forgot. This was one topic. One, I was at uh, Rain. Camelot, whatever, uh, last weekend. And this woman came up to me. Now, it doesn't soften a blow 
you guys, you come up to me saying, oh, I know DJs hate this. I know it too. Spit it out. You wasted my time. Not only are you about to give me a request, now you waste my time. Just get, get right to the request. It's like people at work be like, they raise their hand and be like, I have a quick question. Obviously, because you raised your fucking hands. Give me that part. <laughs> um, anyway, so she was like, do you have, it was something about BLB. And this is what I do, don't Fred. I, I, I purposely typed the name in wrong. And they can't see it. But when nothing right. come up, then I'm like, oh, I ain't got it. Oh, crazy. That's a good trick. Okay, I like that. I'm going to try that. So she, uh, but I didn't know the name of it. So she's looking up on her phone. And then she looked up at me. And she was like, how you got hazel eyes and they chinky? I'm like, oh, I don't know. And she was like, oh, I'm not flirting with you or nothing. I'm like, I hope not. I just got married. She was like, oh, ain't that my luck? And I stopped and thought, like, you about 50. A young 50, but 50. Did, like, what do you mean? Just your luck. This was never your luck. Like you, you like she low key could have been my mom, on like on some young young mother stuff. So oh I was just like, my god! No. And 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 I, I will say this has been happening more and more. I I, I am in people are crazy. I'm in denial that it's the ring because that little piece can't be what's making people women so bold these days. But I just be like. You gotta move on. It's them anyway. damn city girls and, and the messages they're spreading. That's what it is. <laughs> um, no, but the second thing I wanted to say was uh at the um the day party at Granero, I was in there, you know, I had said I think the night before I was like, All right, day party season, too much good music came out in the past three weeks. So if you hear I got that sack, just leave. And mm-hmm. then uh somebody was like, Oh, but I like that song. I just, I just ignored them because I didn't want to have that discussion. This same person tried to tell me about a DJ one time. So, mm-hmm. um, but I'm in Granero. I'm, I'm hitting them with the you know future Jack Harlow, Forty Two Doug, ESTG. Um, I'm, I'm hitting them with everything. No reaction. I play fuck nigga free. They went crazy. But that's not that, that's not the point. The point was um, Calvin was in there and Calvin came up to the booth. He was like, man. You and her going crazy, and they don't even appreciate it. I swear, three three weeks from now, they're going to be in the club singing along the future I'm on one, and you and her playing it mm-hmm. right now. Same thing happened with the Brent Fire song. That song didn't really take off, but it's still fire. Um, Which one? Um, wasting Time. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, he mm-hmm. got a couple Fire songs, so I didn't know which one. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, and I'm like, I completely agree. And I don't want to – I hate that this is coming down to it, but – I do want to say I'm physically tired and mentally tired, and I'm about to just start turning DJ gigs down. Mm. Um, I don't feel that what we do is appreciated. Mm-hmm. Um, I was talking to um, oh, perfect timing. I was talking to Whitney Taylor Ray, who's um, a female DJ. Um, she used to do a bunch of cruise ships uh, before the pandemic hit. Now she pandemic, she came back home you know, tighten up her craft. And I, I saw her at the event. She was like, yeah, I'm about to go to uh, Qatar for six months on a contract. Uh, my mm-hmm. husband out there. And I'm like, what? I'm like, you about to go like, like Middle East? She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, that's crazy. She's like, yeah. Um, I got a little bit of following out there. and But they want me to change my image. There's like women out there that be showing cleavage and they get five grand a, a set. And I just won't do that. Like these little Ukrainian gir- girls. This is a black girl, obviously. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, Maybe it's not obvious to listeners, but she's a black female DJ. And she was like, yeah, I, I I just can't do it. But I do understand that, you know, DJing is about presentation and marketing. And I was telling her, like, you know, 
DJing more about marketing and presentation than talent these days. We being honest. Oh my god! And she was like, "Yeah." And then, so I've been going through that a little bit now. I have noticed a difference. This is really silly, but y'all maybe y'all notice a difference, and maybe people that are listening too has noticed a difference. There was a a time in my DJing in the past three years why I intentionally stopped and thought about what I wore when I go out to DJ. And even more recently, I've been actually trying to wear something that wasn't black. Mm-hmm. And it was also around the time when I bought that grill. And you'd be surprised the reaction I get now. And so, like, I'm not DJing no better. Like, right. like the DJing is still, it is what it is. But the presentation now, since it's a little bit different, now it's more, I feel like I'm more notable. And I hate that it's that way. Yeah. And I just want to go out. Because if I was behind the curtain, y'all still going to go up for everything that I'm playing right now. Right. Like, yeah. if I was, like, I used to say a long time ago, I wish I could DJ in a mask. So you don't even know who I am. You have no idea what ethnicity, what, you know, uh, whatever. You, all you hear is good music. and you, Or maybe not. Because, once again, I, I, I strongly believe it's a Columbus thing. I see these R&B parties in other cities where people would just kick it and actually listen. And the DJ and be terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like um, a lot of y'all... I'll I'll take this off of me. A lot of y'all don't appreciate the other two DJs on this podcast, and um, y'all shouldn't be able to walk in and listen to them DJ for free. It should always be a cover. Um, but y'all don't appreciate it. But when, but I seen Fabo was here and niggas was paying forty dollars to go see him. Are you <laughs> shitting me? Like, and. Shout out to Orange Soda on Friday. Where? Um, where tickets started at $20 and currently they're $30 and 50 for VIP. Um, there are people, that, and this might be a longer conversation, that specifically won't buy tickets to this party because they know the people throwing it. And that is crazy to me. That's really the crab in the barrel mentality. And I'm not talking about this on social media or anywhere else because this conversation has been in rotation for the past 10 years about vocal support. But the same way... People didn't come to Trek's album release party, which was free, to hear new music that they never heard before. Um, but we'll tweet all day about Kendrick. Uh, those same people won't buy a $20 ticket to see Grammy Award-winning artists um, because, oh, I went to school with so-and-so. They ain't nobody. Or uh, Bobby ain't nobody. I remember Bobby was at uh, Icon back in the day. Or... Them niggas ain't no better than me. They just DJ. And that's the mentality. You're going to miss out on a really good night because it's going to be so much fun. Because you're stubborn. Because you're a hater. Hater. You not, anybody listening to this, you not less than me because you buy something from me. Like that don't make Mm. me have a one up on you. Whether it's $20 or not. Like, but y'all run out and buy. Overpriced merch from artists. That's why I don't buy. I, I love Larry and Jude. I'm not buying none of his merch because that nigga rich already. I'd rather buy local <laughs> shit. Mm-hmm. Are you not? I don't know. I bought I, Trek's I, album and a shirt this morning. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. I told uh, Trek he was a uh, he had fat phobia because the shirt only went up to two X. <laughs> not <laughs> inclusive. But I definitely bought Trek's <laughs> album and I paid twenty dollars for it. And that's after he sent me the zip file yesterday. I already had the album. Yeah. And I do the same for a lot of people that do things locally 
Um, because like it takes money to fund these dreams, and people put their hard work into this, and because y'all niggas want to be gatekeepers. And another thing, and another thing. thing. And another thing. Shout out to the Bender Institute in Cleveland. Uh, I'm so jealous I don't live in Cleveland because there's no way that would happen here. There's no way a collective of DJs would, would be able to come together and create a school and for people to just walk in and get DJ lessons. And every and other when, DJ. And when we thought it was happening, what happened? You want to tell them that? What you mean? When we linked in a parking lot and we just ended up talking oh, for yeah. an hour because the workshop. There was supposed to be an open decks at a four gallery. We oh, pull we up. There was you. not a single car outside or in the parking lot. So we got there uh, about six thirty. Right. It's supposed oh, to be like hell no. Nobody's looking. We was definitely there when the it time was, it, was six to eight. We were only like 25, oh, yeah. 30 minutes late. So. So we yeah. we you know we talked about that on a previous podcast. And I'm like, oh, I just saw something on IG. Yeah. We should pull up. You know, I didn't. There wasn't a lot of detail, but I'm like, why not? We've been complaining about these things not existing. And then when it's here, like, we don't show up. No, let's go. Let's see about it. And me and Burn ended up talking about, like, uh, family curses and generational curses for an hour in the parking lot. Because they weren't there. Damn. And I know if, um, let's say, like, Crate or somebody put it on or somebody. Like, it would just be there's cliques of DJs in Columbus um, that I think they better than other cliques, and I don't understand that. So there would there would never be an opportunity for somebody to open up a studio, have open decks in there, and every DJ in the city fuck with it and come out because the EDM DJs don't fuck with the hip hop DJs, mm. don't fuck with the niggas that only use vinyl, don't fuck with the niggas that only use controllers, and it's all like, well, I'm better than you because I do this. And that's what the fuck is wrong with this city. You know what's going to happen? Like, it always happens. The locals here can't figure it out. But some nigga fresh out of college is going to move to Columbus. Somebody yep. from Cleveland, Toledo, Cincinnati. And they're going to get one jumping like they do all the time. It's always someone that's not from the city that can find a way to bring people together. And I don't know what that's about. Maybe I can write my thesis on that later, later <laughs> down the line. But Yeah. <laughs> It's and always the out-of-towners. <laughs> and another thing. And another thing. And this excludes Miro and Marlon specifically because I fuck with them. But this ain't nothing. This, this ain't this ain't nothing about probably one or two people that I'm not gonna speak their name on my podcast because they don't deserve it. Y'all niggas be letting niggas from Cleveland move to Columbus and shit on Columbus, and mm-hmm. I don't understand that. It's some like, sense of niggas that just have done that too. Yeah, it's like y'all let motherfuckers come from out of town come here talk about how they hate living here and they ain't got punched in the mouth yet i don't understand that like how can y'all let these niggas that just try to be relevant come move from they shitty cities to come here to have a better life and then talk about how columbus ain't shit compared to cleveland or cincinnati or wherever the fuck they from y'all let these niggas walk around upright unharmed i don't understand that it's been going on for the past what years it's like 13 years I can't stand motherfuckers that just jump from shift to shift, from click to click, try to be relevant. And all the while saying that Columbus ain't got shit. Columbus nightlife is trash. Nigga, why are you here? I also find it funny that people will not go see DJs that are here. But once they leave the city and come back for like a weekend or whatever, 
you would think that they was fucking bow wow that they had blue checks on their name on ig that they're verified yes counts. yeah and it's like why couldn't you appreciate that while you were here why can't you appreciate the people that are here the same reason why niggas pay 50 for r&b only when, when they when they come in the city but won't pay 20 for orange soda is because if it's from out of town it's more popping and some of y'all niggas don't support shit unless a celebrity's attached to it. Mm-hmm. I see you. Or it's like, oh, does this person have a little buzz now? So I can say, right. I, I was there. We were there. That's no shot at um, our bar. That's just a general phrase that people, you know, they were there from the <laughs> beginning. Um, yeah, that, that it's just, you know, dick riding sometimes. Y'all just, a lot y'all, of times. Y'all just don't. This is why. Um. I don't know if I can say this on a podcast. Well, by the time anybody that hears this that would have a problem with it, it'd be public knowledge. But there are certain monthly events that I'm involved with that are about to be stop being monthly events. Because one, we were uh, we created to fill the void and the void has been filled. And two, niggas don't appreciate it. So we got to go away and come back. Excuse me. Just because like, I don't know how people go to pins and where was I just at? I saw some, the walrus and shit, but y'all don't go to black owned establishments. Mm-hmm. Like I just, I, I really don't understand it. Um, but yeah, so orange soda, let's talk about orange soda. Mm-hmm. I know you guys been practicing and you got your sets. I ready. have, I have, Oh, um, I don't have a set ready at all. Um, I do want to take the time to shout out Paul because um, Friday we're using CDJs um, and we want to make sure that we're extra ready for it and not, you know, in front of new equipment and deer and headlights. So I I thought it would be great for us to practice before Friday. Oh, come on, Alexis. It's fun. Deer in the headlights is fun. I love when that happens. (laughs) And uh, ra- <laughs> rather than uh, give Guitar Center $100 a piece for some CDJs, and won't. I-, I hit up Paul, and he was like, yeah, man, come through, get him, keep him as long as you want. He's about to give me the mixer, too, but, like, we're not using that mixer, but it is good to know that mixer, too. That's the mixer that being, like, the EDM clubs, the four-channel one. And if you don't, like, mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm doing with that. So I know, like, but anyway, so he, he gave me the CDJs. He, you know, wasn't no charge. It was just... Here you go, helping a fellow DJ out, which is the same thing I would do for with to somebody that I knew would take care of them. Like, if I feel like you wouldn't take care of my shit, I, I just wouldn't give it to you. I wouldn't charge you. I just wouldn't give it to you. Right. But he's handed over this three thousand dollars in equipment. It was just like, yeah, just return it whenever you're done with it. And if you need to, you know, whatever. So shout out to him. Um, we're going to. Well, now, the reason I brought that up is because we was talking about practice, and he was like, "You guys should just put your music on a flash drive and just use RecordBox." And I was like, you know, it's only an hour set. That might be a good idea. And I say that because, um, and we'll go over this when we actually stand in front of the CDJs. If you know, like, Alexis, you, you're preparing a set, right? Mm-hmm. If you put the MP3s on a flash drive and download Rekordbox, which is a free program, put it in a flash drive. Well, not even, excuse me. Download Rekordbox, put the songs onto, into Rekordbox, Organize them how you want to organize them, crates, folders, whatever. And then you press export, and with the flash drive plugged in, it'll put all the music on the flash drive. So then when you go to DJ, 
you plug it into the CDJ and it just loads on there. You don't have to have a computer or nothing. And it'll be in the order of whatever, however you set it up. And it's MP3, so you ain't got to worry about no uh, um, Wi-Fi or anything. And you ain't got to mm-hmm. set up your computer, cord, power cable, none of that. You just flash drive it up. And like I said, um, for some reason. But how does like, that work if I have a set and I go on after uh, Recio and she didn't, she's already played four of the songs I have in my mix? That was going to be my question. Thank you, Reba. And that's actually what I'm doing, too, is like. Well, you obviously on a flash drive wouldn't have just the 20 songs you're using for the <laughs> Just <hour>. the 20. <laughs> so, like, the, the same way you would, um, the same way how I told y'all, like, I only know the first song, and I got mm-hmm. 10 different versions. So, if y'all play something, I'll just take them off the list. Do the same thing. It's like, all right, I'm going to play this, but just in case any of these songs get played, here are my backups. Mm-hmm. Or here's the direction I'm going to go in. And it it's all 2000, so I feel like, so 20 songs just honestly became like 400 songs for me. Yeah, you got you probably got to trim that down a little bit. I'm thinking maybe 100 songs at the max. Plus, um, if Recio go in second, you have less of a problem than uh, Reva. And then and then I'm going after that. So I feel like IQ ain't going to run through too many songs. Maybe. I mean, it's an hour. He might. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like. If I had made a set and then I was like, no, I need to add like 20 more songs as options because I have no idea what he's about to play. Right. Well, not even make a set. Let's say you don't make a set, right? But you got mm-hmm. orange soda, you got orange soda crate, right? Correct. The only difference is obviously there's no title integration. So if you had a title playlist, let's say you have a 2000 R&B playlist, which I do. Um, instead of relying on Wi-Fi for them songs, download those songs beforehand and just create a 2000s R&B crate the same way you would have it in title. And then, like I said, on on the actual CDJ, you'll see tomorrow, it's just like browsing on your computer. You mm-hmm. just got to click the thing. And I, actually, it might be touchscreen, too. You would go through your crates the same way you would on the computer. It's just that you don't have to plug the computer up. So I guess mm-hmm. the pros is not having the computer and it's way more reliable and it's way more... Can mean just walk in with a flash drive. The cons is you, you don't have title. So whatever's on your flash drive is on your flash drive. But if you take enough time, like I think for an hour set at Orange Soda, it'll probably take you maybe an hour or two to sit down and think about what am I going to play and then put it on the flash drive. If it was something where like I need to have all my music on me, then yeah, I, like I don't expect you to be able to organize 60,000 songs on a flash drive. But Maybe you just got an orange soda flash drive and it's just songs for orange soda specifically and then you can get up there and freestyle the same way you would if it, if it was a laptop, if that makes sense. I don't know. It's giving great value. I don't know. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, you know, may, or maybe you don't know, um, the same way you can browse through on the screen. You're not browsing by alphabetical order. It's the same thing that you set up in Rekordbox. You can sort by BPM, mm-hmm. by folder, by artist. So the same way you'd be like, oh, I need something 95, that you know, BPM, you just... I click the BPM folder and then scroll down to you get the 95 and be like, all right, not that one, not that one. Okay, that one will work and just load it up. So, but like I said, we'll go over all that um, tomorrow. Um, I'm the only the, the only reason I'm not 100 percent gonna transfer to, to record box is I don't have record box equipment. Like I use Serato on all my stuff. Yeah. So record box will only benefit me if I go somewhere that has just CDJs, which in Columbus nobody does. Mm-hmm. And the controllers that I've seen that are compatible with Raggerbox are uh, the Fisher Price controllers that you referred to. They are like 
this big. The problem is, um, they, I mean, they got the uh, like like the one um, Reva got. They got one that's it, it's specifically a for a record box. It's yeah, it's not SRT. It's one thousand, mm. and specifically for record box. The problem is there are few controllers that are for both, and then so you just be asked out like you gotta pick one or the other. It's kind of like uh. I use a PC or a Mac. Like at one point, you just gotta pick one or the other. Mm-hmm. But, I probably need it so I can stop having any sound issues. I probably won't even ever have a sound issue again if I transfer to record box. That's another point. See, I'm glad you made that point. I'm gonna mm. figure this out tomorrow. If you got all your music on a flash drive, the computer not gonna cut off. We don't know that. The computer not plugged in. We don't know that. That's my answer. Is we don't know that. Okay, because we don't. <laughs> it has not been tested yet. <laughs> you wanna, um, Bye. <laughs> We definitely gonna figure it out. Um, what other upcoming gigs are you guys excited about besides the legendary DJ drama at Orange Soda on Friday, May twenty seventh? Brian and I have a day party on the 29th at Victories um, from four to nine. Or is it four to nine or four to eight? Four I have nine, but I actually think it's four to eight. Four to eight. Um, so that's get gonna... tired. You said we're gonna be tired. I said four till y'all get tired. Oh, yeah, that too. I, I had well, a gig that night and a wedding the night before. Oh, Lord. So you got a wedding on Saturday and then you got a gig after our gig on Sunday? Yep. Mm. And then on Monday, we throw something on the grill. So if you want to come through, ah, 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 we're going to put some meat on the grill. It might. Um, And then what do I, do I have anything in June that's worth announcing? Uh, No, not really. Wait, when is Orange Soda in June? Uh, July 1st. Oh, so there is no June. Yeah. Okay. It's the night of Red, White, and Boom, too. So, And it's at uh, mm. Scully, so it's going to be crazy foot traffic. And that might yeah, be the uh, debut of the uh, others on the patio. We'll see. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's oh, yeah. Do you already know who the other DJ is for that event? Probably you don't Trey. have to say it on the mic, but um, well, it'll probably be Trey, and I say that only because I want Trey. So. In a double O, yeah, got you. Um, what so it's gonna be? <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like all light skinned DJs DJ that night. Colorism. Burn, I see your agenda. <laughs> so it's the takeover. Um, Can we give our songs? Because I have to rap here in a second. What is that? Oh, yeah. Our songs. Put oh, us yeah. on. Let's do that real quick. Because if I'm going to do anything, it's going to be forget the name of the segment. Okay. So this segment that we'll wrap up is uh, called Put Us On. Put You On. The uh, song, the segment we put you on to a song that's. Uh, you need to listen to that's not necessarily new or something you need to put on um shout out to malcolm for keeping up with that because he updated up to uh the last episode so i'm definitely going to make the playlist this week definitely do you want to make the spotify one and i'll put one on i'll make the title one i I mean i I got all three services i can do all of them okay well you haven't so i didn't know if maybe you you were (laughs) over i know (laughs) because when tasks seem daunting i put them off so i'm like maybe if i help take one off his plate i got all I got you. Uh, I'll go first. There is a, an artist that is very new to me, and I'm so excited that I found him. Um, I 
think he's from London. I'm not sure. When he speaks, the accent is there. But when he sings, you can't really tell where he's from. His name is Jack James. And that's Jack spelled J-V-C-K. And the song is called Hennessy Tears. Hennessy Tears. Hennessy Tears. At Aura, Aura, they had a drink menu on the wall. And they recommended Hennessy and the Blue Red Bull, which I guess is like Blueberry. I don't know. It won't. That's it like, won't. That sounds like a, a what was that? An Incredible Hulk. That's what that sounds like. This is the closest I'm ever going to get to Hennessy again, okay, is this song. <laughs> <laughs> but he's really dope. He has an EP that came out in 2021 called Joyride. It has six songs on it, no skips. The song that I gave you is a single, so it's not on that EP, but the EP Joyride, I'm um, looking at it on title right now, six songs, no skips on it. You're welcome. <laughs> really? Yes. Okay. So for me, I've been like really in my neo soul kind of like alternative mm. R&B bag lately. And so I was going through and listening to Moonchild's album mm-hmm. and this song came on and I was like, oh, I got to start that over. Because it was that good. It's Get By by Moonchild and Tank and the Bangas. Okay, I'm looking at... I know I know that song. Oh, that is a good song. Is it like a gospel Is she talking about God or something on that? Mm, I could be not talking. quite, but the album is kind of like that in general. Because I, she has a song... I hope I'm thinking of the same person. She has a song I was listening to and I'm like, oh. Is, this is going and then she said something i'm like wait a minute is this it is a, like an uplifting song so i guess it could be gospel adjacent okay yeah no that she she's dope that's a good one and mine was r&b too i don't know if i said that or not but the guy that i mentioned to you guys jack james he's r&b well i'm gonna go with the obvious choice here I'm F-R-E-E. Um, off of Everything's Personal by Track Manifest and Rare Commodity is a song called um, Family Tree and Own, where he talks about uh, Family Tree is obviously about his family dynamic. Own is about, he has a very detailed um, description of the day his mom passed away. Mm-hmm. And I remember where I was. Uh, when I got the phone call from him mm-hmm. and it's, it, it was very powerful and very vivid. So check out the whole project, but those two songs specifically and uh, my other choice, which I, cause I, I, I can't not say anything about this is um, Kendrick Lamar uh, auntie diaries um, on the song. He talks about, um, the the hook or whatever is a uh, my auntie is a man now. Mm-hmm. And he talks about when he was growing up and you know how other people looked at her different, but that was just his auntie, so he didn't know any better. And then how his cousin is uh, transgendered and how um, they used to run around like kids using um, the slur for uh, mm-hmm. homosexuals. And um, 
now how his um, cousin is affected by that. Um, Catch the Mark album in general is like I equate it to like the movie like Malcolm X. It's like it's a great movie, but I'm not watching that for pleasure. Like because gotcha. it's going to mm-hmm. move you emotionally, and so sometimes I just want to watch the Avengers or the Chip and Dale movie, which is really good. You should watch that. Is it a um, movie? I thought it was a series. No, it's a movie. It, it's no. like a live action movie about their present day career. It's hilarious. And it's made for adults, I feel like. It's made for okay. people our age, not for kids. The Dancers? No, no Chip, Chip and Dale. Dale Rescue Rangers. Hello. I just heard Chip and Dale's and saw white men with bow ties. Sorry. <laughs> and that's scary for me because you know I don't do white men or bow ties. That's what I was thinking. Like uh, You're subconscious. I just heard they shoot, they shoot Magic Mike 3 too. Anyways, but like I said, Kendrick Lamar album, I'm not riding around. There's probably two or three songs I'm riding around listening to. I actually played one at the day party and mixed it with Young Dolph because I'm that nigga. But um, <laughs> it's definitely something you sit down, put your headphones on, and listen to and read the lyrics alongside and absorb what he's saying because he's definitely talking about toxic relationships, having father issues, um, how um, slavery affects the black Americans today. Um, uh, transgender people. Um, he has a song called Savior where he flat out says that I'm not your savior. And, you know, J. Cole's not your savior. So um, definitely it ain't. worth a listen. Um, but, yeah. And, and a song called Father Figure. Um, I think everybody that would say they had daddy issues needs to take, take a listen to that, but just make sure you're in the right headspace because that's yeah, I'll skip that one. Got my I got enough. I don't need to trigger my fucking dad issues. <laughs> and well, and why you say that, I'm sure you've seen this on social media. The song We Cried Together is something I can only listen to one time because it's oh. about a toxic relationship and I just can't I, I can't even listen to it twice because it's so It's like Malcolm and Marie. I haven't seen that movie. And ain't watched it a second that. time. Watched it that one time, and I, was, I needed a drink, honey. I had to pause it. Like, is this my life? You know what? 12, Twelve Years a Slave. I watched that one time. I will never watch that. I will never watch that. Or like Hotel Rwanda. That's a one-time watch. <laughs> Some of the scenes in Django, I'm, I'm even like, oh god, I can't watch this until the end when he kill everybody. So yeah, um, <laughs> like fast forward to the, the fast forward to the last fifteen minutes, please. Yeah, like when you start shooting everybody, that's the best mm-hmm. part. Um, but yeah, once again, we will be at Orange Soda this Friday, May 27th. Uh, me, Recio, Don't Fret, DJ IQ, and the Grammy Award winning Mr. Thanksgiving Rocco Drama, DJ Drama. Um, so make sure you get your tickets. There are, I know we don't say this, but there are VIP tickets and tables available. Uh, make sure you hit up Marlon for that, not me. Um, and it's going to be a hot summer. Um, I'll tell you guys why after, after we stop recording. But, yeah, this has been Put It On Record. Uh, make sure you follow us on social media at D-N-T-F-R-T at Lex Choir with the underscore at the end for now. At DJ Burn with the underscore at the end for now. At Super Music Directors. Um, and pull up on us on Friday. Um, I know you got tired of hearing them bum-ass DJs. Um, so come, come get fed. Uh, and that's it. We out of here. Can you make sure you drop our drop right here? So much. Wow. I can't do the. uh, How I just said it, just say it over me. Suck my dick. Yeah. Got you. (laughs) Uh,